0: On the podcast this week, I have the Zillow killer himself. Yes, Mr. James Rambert, And we will be discussing exactly how to pull business from social media. In other words, in his opinion, you don't need Zillow. So stay with us because that's coming up right after this. The Lorimer Podcast. Greetings and welcome to another podcast. This is your host, Pete Lorimer, actually with two of my friends right now. I've got Zillow Killer James Rembert coming up, who is just a god in this industry. And I also have my other friend that's living on my lip, which I have to explain if you're watching this as a video podcast, I'm not trying to grow a mustache. I went away to Colorado. I got incredibly badly sunburned. And this is what remains on my lip. So, friend of mine said you should never bring to to people's attention your your faults, but I figure I just want to get the elephant out of the room. And it was the first thing that James said. We got on and he said, uh, Pete, you look like a Nazi. What's your number with the moustache? I'm like, okay, so there we go. It isn't a moustache. It, is it is a last little bit of sunburn, but this is not about me. It's about you guys. And it is about James. So, If you are in the real estate industry, I'm sure you already know James. And you know his outfit, Digital Natives. You know what he is about. Now, it's interesting. You and I have had this kind of parallel relationship now for a number of years, James. But, uh, and one of James's genius uh, hooks and outfits is, is the Zillow killer, which we're gonna get into in a minute. It's interesting that Zillow now has done what we all said it was going to do mm-hmm. and has flipped into a brokerage that in large part was established by cannibalizing the real estate industry. So you, my friend, are have always been a visionary and someone that I admire. And when I think I can't push myself a little further, I think of you, and that helps push me. So I want to welcome to the show. James Rembert, right, good please, to please. have you, mate.
1: <laughs> it's always an honor. Always uh, an honor.
0: The honor is mine. So, so James, uh, just for the one or two people who may not know you, do you want to give uh, the folks out there a, a brief history of, of <laughs> who you are and what you're doing?
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Um I try to explain to people. I'm a practitioner on both sides. Um, I started out selling real estate that evolved into a team, that team evolved into a brokerage, which allowed me to get into the marketing space, which is what people know me for. And uh, at Digital Natives, um, we service well over 300 plus real estate teams and brokerages um, worldwide. Where we help the industry at this point. Our focus is helping our clients in the industry understand that that the internet is one the great equalizer, but you can't see that until you're willing to accept that the internet is a presence, not a destination. Um, and then our other company, of course, we deal with more commercial clients, uh, Warby Parker, Addy Don, um, Macy's, Lego Toys, where we do things like uh, messenger bots, augmented reality, and uh, some voice based campaigns. But for the real estate industry, we deal with everything on what most people would. It's better to, to accept it as social media, but if you shift the narrative and see it as communication and distribution, you'll be more inclined to use it so we do everything on the uh, social media front in a sense of marketing and advertising so if you're spending money in the platform, we're making sure it's being spent properly
0: yeah and and, and to that note you know james is uh, uh, and his colleagues are It's way more than that. I mean, you've always been a very, very humble guy, but you are uh, the antithesis of a one-trick pony. You you are multifaceted, incredibly humble and giving. And I want to dig into some of the psychological stuff that you've got. But I want to begin with, you know, I've used uh, James's services. A lot of the guys at my company have used James's services and his his colleagues' services. And this is not just social media marketing, right? This is not just kind of like that vanilla oh open house it's it's a lot more streetwise and and kind of cutting edge which is is why i was drawn to it
1: yeah the core structure is 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 uh pretty much just what we almost by osmosis i try to train at the same time right because it's easier if i say it and it's like well i don't get it while i'm showing you see what i'm doing i said oh aha right Gives a quick aha moment, uh, but it just leans into the manifesto of the internet, right? If you can understand the internet, you have to resonate. You have to focus on being omnipresent and dive heavy, dive very deep into intimacy. You will always be able to have a thriving business at a very high level. And sometimes we hear these different terminologies and we miss when we hear things like uh, omnipresence. They think long ball, and yes, it is long ball because we're thinking. Business growth, right? We have to do it. It's not like we do a little bit and then we stop. But when we say intimacy, all I mean uh, omnipresence, all I'm talking about is getting your information or you in front of the right person at the right time with the right mindset, and it that can happen at any point. And then resonating, I'm really, I'm just really saying, you know, talk to your market at a relevant level. Like, don't just throw, "I have a new listing. I just sold." Nobody cares about that, right? Because the internet just enhances the human element. So the same way we would have natural conversations about things or interest points based off the conversation, that same rule apply when we're putting out things like, you know, video. And, if, and anytime I say content, you guys, is I'm always talking about video just to clarify that. And then of course, intimacy. If we are willing to accept intimacy is a big factor for the internet, it doesn't matter what these syndicated sites do because that's the one thing they'll never be able to replicate is intimacy they will always need the agent to bring that into intimacy component so it's kind of what
0: 100% uh, and as our I, and listen i i you and i are the same and it's not everybody's the same i love change mm-hmm. i kind of i relish it in fact one of the things that you said motivates you is uncertainty that's um i i tend to be the same and, and as our as, as, as maybe a pessimistic view of, of what's going on right now is some people would say that our industry is becoming eroded by technology. I think our, our industry is evolving through it. And, and the phrase that, I, that my guys hear me say all the time is this: "Hey, if you're in an elevator going up 10 floors, what's your UVP that you can say to someone, mm-hmm. to, so that you can say, "You know you should work with me instead mm-hmm. of Zillow or Redfin or open door?" And if an agent, if a professional can't uh, articulate in 30 seconds what their unique value proposition is, I think that's, that's, that's a tough position to be in. And, and I know with you and your team and what you do is you double down on, on the individuality of, of each agent,
1: right? We, we force people to, to get clear about who they are as a person first, right? Because I think we get, we get consumed with the, the title, of realtor or real estate agent, and we forget that there's a human element and there's a human on both sides. Rather, the content they're consuming, the contract—it's people we're talking to. So, you know, the biggest issue that that people have or agents have when we start to feel like the disruption or or software or or you know these different companies are creating problems for us, it goes back to the beginning you know, point that I made, as long as we see the internet as a, as a destination, not a presence, it will always struggle. Right. But the very first thing we want to understand is we have the same access to the same tools, but the agents aren't willing to take time to learn or see what that's about. Right. We'll dismiss it before we embrace the world we live in. And whether we like it or not, it's not about internet marketing or digital marketing. It's how do you market in a digital-based world? That's the world we live in. It's not like we're trying to fit something. The world we live in is digital-based and unfortunately we just can't unring the bell. So Mm -hmm. as long as we're pulling against what the world is, we'll always struggle, right? And and I think sometimes we hear different uh, forms of marketing And we're like, well, this works, that works, and it does. We're just telling you, why don't we add other components to it? Like, let's let's enhance it. I'm not saying stop making your calls. I'm not saying stop whatever you're doing. I'm saying communicate and engage with the world the way they're consuming and communicating with you, right?
0: So, then let me ask you a question because social media is something when it, when it, I mean, it, it's it, it's old news now, but when social media first came out to me, it was a, a massive aha moment. I'm like, ah, I can now get in front of everybody without needing to advertise in the paper and run ads on radio. <clears throat> so, if someone is a new agent, right? I'm a new agent. Let's just pretend I'm a new agent in Buffalo. Yes. And I want to, and I'm like, well, I ain't got no listings. I've I barely got any clients. How can I utilize the, the internet uh, uh, to, to make people aware of what I'm doing? That's, a, that's something I hear all the time from guys. Well, I don't know what
1: to say. So what do you say to, to, to and, your clients? When they and say that's it? hard. That, that's, that's a very hard, Not that's not hard. It's, hard. it's heartbreaking to hear people say that, right? Because the very first thing we always need to be willing to do is tell me who you are, right? We're so consumed with, with the, the narrative that the industry has perpetuated to us, be the agent, be this, be that, and have never enforced, be Peter first, right? And the very first thing we always try and get our clients to do is we do a introduction video. Who are you? Who are you? What market you service, right? And why are you selling real estate? Like, tell me why, I wanna hear. And it makes you speak because out of the mouth, speak of the heart. And when you see people start to trip over that, you quickly realize your biggest problem is clarity you really don't know who you are right now so let's take some time and dig into that um and then to reinforce why you know video is essential agents don't fail because of skill set right it's not the bad agents i mean at, and, and you, i mean we if we really put it in perspective our industry is fairly easy our paperwork is filling the blank for god's sake right it's not that complicated to do what we do right um but the biggest issue is no one is willing to understand It's not your skills that you're you're failing, it's purely obscurity. So I'll give you the two reasons how you can get yourself out there. You can either do video or you can do audio. Video is more practical, right? Audio is just as effective, but you have to pick one of the two. If you think anything else is gonna help you build rapport, you're mistaken. So we we stress to everybody, video is essential. It's not an option. And I'm not just talking about our industry. Video is essential for an entrepreneur, period. Mm -hmm. It's just just period. So if you want to be entrepreneurial, then keep fighting the idea that you don't have to do videos. But those of us that are thinking about things like legacy and we understand, you know, a good man has enough wealth set aside for his children's children. We understand that we're doing things that's bigger than us. We're building business businesses that should outlive us. We are willing to do whatever it takes to succeed. And if, if, we're, if we're fighting people just to shoot a video, you haven't decided that you want to succeed yet
0: right and, and and the other excuse that you and i hear all the time is this i just don't have the time well crazy you have to make i mean there are two guys on the screen right now mm-hmm. who have a full play yeah yeah we're here <laughs> recording a podcast I, i'm loving it you know i feel like I've, I've known james for. i mean i've known him years but we're on different coasts but i have such an affinity with you you know you are a uh you are and i'm not just saying this for hyperbole you're someone that i really admire and someone who in you inspire me because i have a full plate but i think you might even have a fuller one i mean pre-covid you were flying
1: twice a week in and out of town yeah and right a week i was running uh four different business hands-on i own about a dozen or so um (laughs) investing every Tuesday. I mean, every Thursday, we would take in multiple investment meetings. Um, But I mean, but that just goes to perspective, right? I mean, when people tell me they don't have the time, or I don't have enough time, it's just not priority for you, right? And again, it goes back to for those that are just entrepreneurial will fight the idea of, and I use you as a catalyst all the time when people talk about, well, I don't have the time, Let me show you somebody has multiple, multiple offices and he's doing Monday mantra. He's doing, he's, he's consistent on YouTube. He's doing his podcast. And we're talking about things that would enhance your business that you're telling me you don't have time for, right? Because you just, again, they still haven't accepted the world we live in. So until we can see, like I said, until, until those or the industry or the leaders in our industry help those that are coming up understand listen the internet is the world we live in either you accept that or you will struggle right and again unless you have that mindset of being an entrepreneur a lot of what we're saying doesn't make sense it's like then then they'll use the excuse oh you've made it yeah but I'm from the trenches my man like I I put in the work to get here like this (laughs) isn't like given to me right I'm the first of my first of my generation and my bloodline that's reached this financial level where now I have to bring everybody else up, right? This wasn't just like, here you go. I couldn't go to nobody and, hey, listen, so everything I do has to be thought about legacy. I have to be thinking about generational wealth. And at the end of the day, I want it more than you. Simple as that.
0: It is as simple as that. And I I think there's a key component, right, which which, uh, underlies all- maybe not all, but certainly uh, many, many entrepreneurs. Which is that we all have fears. Mm-hmm. We all, we're all human. We're all scared of certain things. None of us, particularly. Well, actually, in the beginning, none of us enjoy failure. The the longer you fail, the Makes the sense. kind of the more it, you kind of begin to, in a twisted <laughs> way, enjoy it. Um, but that fear of what other people
1: <clears> think. <throat>
0: I know it doesn't end in your head. It doesn't end in mine. It goes back to clarity, Pete.
1: It goes back to clarity. Like, until you are comfortable with who you are, because if you don't know who you are, how do you get comfortable with who you are, right? Like, if you're still trying to figure out where do I fit at and how do I make this work and what do do I want for my life, you'd be surprised. And you know what shocks me is the people that I can talk to that will spend more time on a grocery list than what they want for their life. They don't have a clue. Not a, not a clue. They, can, they, they, they may know what's going to happen for 2021, but 2022, wherever the chips fall. Yeah. It, it,
0: it's terrifying. It, it, is, it is terrifying. And, and I, I want to give an example, and I've said this many times on, on, on my various rants, but when I, when I left the music business and joined the real estate industry, I, I joined a company, which I think you and I works at the same one. Um, and I did everything they told me and it was all very well intended advice, uh, with what was best at heart for me, but it was generic yeah. and and I tried it and I hated it. And then I reached that point of, I would rather fail miserably on, under my own volition than I would f- have a slow mediocrity demise, a demise in mediocrity, Um uh, that, that, that uh, if, if I'm going to blow it up, I want to blow it up under m- under my own steam. And from that moment, when I decided to screw it, let's just do it my way. My career changed. H- how do you how do you coach people? I call this coaching the kitten out from under the couch. How do you coach people to 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 sh- to shed that fear of what other people think?
1: Oh, well, again, it is it goes back to clarity. I really I really really try and focus and help people understand that first. You have to accept. You're worthy of it, right? You have to you have to accept that. And until we we can get that mindset to shift, that I am I don't need approval, I don't need validation to be great, right? And I know this is some people take this like woo-woo. It it may seem like woo-woo, but the real battleground is always in the mind. And as much as we start to talk about things that manifest, you know, in the physical, it all has to start here. And until you can actually Position yourself that you're going to win. You're always going to struggle, and that's why when you when you talk about little components, well, I want to be a, I want to be the top agent. I want to be great. I want to be amazing. All right, I want a business. All right, listen, you know what? Let's get people to know what your business is. How do we do that? Let's start doing videos. Ooh, I'm scared of videos. You know, so and it and it goes back to the mind, right? And again, it, the lack of clarity is is is. I guess the the my biggest concern, and it always comes back to is our leadership in the industry has not taken that behavior shift to to help the newer agents or the agents understand what's happening right now. And I can only assume either they don't know, right? Because um, mm-hmm. I, I, I would rather charge it to their head than their heart than that they do know, and it's just not sharing this information, right? But it goes back to when you, you know, these, these antiquated approaches of business growth and what's being offered. I mean, even if we talk to the industry right now and we say, where are you getting your information from? Everybody will give you a different narrative. Every, there's no structured place where we can go and get relevant up to date information is happening either in marketing the industry and yeah and M&A maybe top of the list for a variety of people but you you there's no standard place right but the amazing mm-hmm. part about just our country as a whole right you talk about where you're getting your news from they will say one or the other i'm getting it from fox right. news i'm getting it from and it's fascinating that when we talk about our industry, our industry is so strong, so powerful, and so amazing in the sense of what it offers in a sense of opportunity, we still move in this weird, antiquated place, so it's very hard to get the newer agents to take that mindset shift of what needs to get done. like they have to come in contact with a peter directly for them to make that shift. But if they go to the industry, it's just going to be it's just going to be chaos it's going to be it's just it's right. nothing going to be nothing's going to make sense because everybody's going to have a different approach in a sense of well well, this is working and that's working but you have to get in front of leaders like peter like yourself that can help those agents start to move forward so the very first thing we try to do is we we pull back before we get to the point of like do this and strategy and technique we pull back and we make the agents we make people look inward first and foremost and let's get clear on who you are first, because everything else is easy. Everything else we talk about is repetition, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because when we start to do content, repetition, but to make the content work, you have to resonate. For the content to resonate, they have to see the person first and foremost, and then you can be the agent.
0: You should, If you're listening to this podcast, you need to hit the back button uh, and go back 60 seconds, because that 60 seconds may be some of the most important uh, um, information that any agent, new, old, medium, can hear. Um, If you are struggling, one thing I've I've always found over the years, James, is to get it out of here and get it on paper because then I see it in front of me and I'm like, oh, it seems to make sense in my head, but on paper, it kind of looks stupid. So if you are trying to figure out who you are, not just in real estate, in life, in any industry, why don't you write down the top 10 things that you think you are good at and that you specialize in, and then the top 10 things that you are bad at, that you don't specialize in, and then you're going to begin to see that clarity. And, and I watched a video, funny enough, yesterday by Simon Sinek, who I mm-hmm. like a lot.
1: Yeah, I like Simon.
0: And, and he said, ask people who are not your spouse, not your brother, sister, your mom, your dad, but people who know you really well, and ask them what they like about you. It's a weird question, but in his video, he said, if you ask them what they like about you, you're gonna get honest feedback and you're gonna get some information that you may not have known. And then, you know, I wish I wish our professional persona was something that we just discovered one day or it just arrived. It doesn't, it changes every single day. It's slow. It's like it's like a grains of sand going through a a, 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 a timer, right? Where our pers- professional personality just evolves. And the evolution of who you are in this industry begins with, I love the what this is the word of the podcast. It begins with clarity. And mandatory. if you haven't got it, you seek it.
1: It's mandatory. And unfortunately, like I said, these are things that, our leaders don't say, right? Or those who we've, we've given that leadership mantle to. I'm just at a place where I refuse to give leadership that title if he's not, if he's not developing leaders. So I know what exists. I know what's out there. And that's why I'm very careful about the people I allow around me because proximity has power. Um, but I'm willing to help those that are willing to listen to me that's the leader right there like like i said I, I put you out there all the time peter so i'm surprised people ain't hitting you up um because when people say they don't have time you don't have time i promise you you don't have nearly what peter has not what not on his plate what he has it's just, let's just stay there and he's doing the content he's putting himself out there and like i said they there when we hear the term content we kind of neutralize it like ah, i'll get to it later and we forget that time is finite, right? I just put I just put something uh, in, in Instagram, and I was like, if you have to understand procrastination is the ignorant assumption that you still have time, and that's what a lot of agents are moving in that place. We think we have time. That's why we have so many agents that are selling real estate 10, 20, 30, 40 years, Peter, and have not developed a business. They're just gonna stop. They ain't have shit to show from it, They're just gonna have some cool right. stories. They have no nothing to leave behind after that and i always tell people if you're building a business if you're building a business that die when you die what is the point
0: yeah i call that getting hit by a bus uh, scenario <laughs> right if you own a business and you get hit by a, bu- a bus and the business can't carry on then it's not it's not a it's not a solid business um, you you hit on a, there's so much stuff that you hit on but there's a couple of a couple of other words legacy is something that resonates with me because I, I find that a, a lot of my colleagues and, and friends and, and I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying it that they 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 tend to kind of see what's on the plate for the day, mm-hmm. and the, for me, I'm always striving for mm-hmm. tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I'm striving for that generational wealth. To you know, I think my kids now will have a great start. I didn't have a great start. I don't think exactly. you did.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. I
0: at a shitty stop.
1: When for the for people that accept that understanding of legacy, the change for me when I really started to look at what legacy was about, I told you I read a scripture and it said a good man, right? Just to be good, Peter, not great, not amazing, a good man. As an and it doesn't matter if you're a Christian, Muslim, Buddha, Allah, Smurfberries. I don't really care what you believe in. I'm just saying to you <laughs> just just what it is, right? And um, it just said a good man has enough wealth set aside for his children's children. So what that said to me was just to be a good, and you know, we all want to be good people. You know, some of us have whatever, but we do want to be genuinely good people. Just to be good, we have to be thinking about legacy. And if you have a business, legacy has to be part of the priority of your business. It's mandatory. You have to be thinking about leaving something behind just to be considered to be a good person. Right. So when I heard that, it just really hit home where I always was trying to do things and I always kept my family and those around me, you know, top of mind. But when that really made sense to me, my why shifted far beyond my family. Right. My why shifted to the point of a lot of things that I do is to impact the black community. And the reason why is because if you can see it, you can be it. And I try to give the example of what's possible. Now, I know we got, you know, you know, you know, Damon, John, and there's a variety of people out there, right? But there is a remnant of people that's actually coming in contact with me that I can actually touch in the sense of, hey, yo, this is me right here. So like I said, I've mentored about three dozen boys. Um, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm always doing things for charity. I'm making sure that legacy can expand beyond me. In a sense of what I'm doing. And even if it's not financially sowing the seeds mentally of do, it is possible. It is not the one thing I always tell people, and um it's it's uh you know, it's really interesting when when we talk about it, and and you know, I I I say to people, if you can show me your zip code, I can almost tell you your future. And the reason why is a lot of times our proximity creates a construct in our minds that we believe to be true. we don't understand that we have the ability to look inward and make those choices of where I want to go up on life, but we get so uh cemented on what's around us and who's around us and allow that to influence us and it becomes it do, it doesn't be, it's, it's no longer fluent no more it becomes a truth to us. And I'm one that I'm trying to tell people who come in contact with me, that's not true. definitely not true. Deep stuff, deep stuff.
0: And uh, and there is a a scenario that is even more cunning and baffling and powerful than fear of failure. And that is fear of success, right? Sometimes agents who get a taste of it, or, or not just agents, people, we get a taste of winning, Mm-hmm. Or we get a taste of, of some success. And then the amount of, uh, of people I have seen self-sabotage or be scared that they're <laughs> going to lose what little they've got. And it's just so, 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 so twisted. But you touched upon something that is, you know, you just rattle it off. You've got how many businesses?
1: <laughs> we got about a dozen, but four of them I'm hands-on in.
0: Four businesses that you're hands-on and you own 12 you you've sponsored a dozen boys,
1: no, it's about three dozen boys I personally mentor. Um, we donate to charity month to month to different children's charities, so like the boot camp that I run um I mean we give hundreds of thousands of dollars to those to those charities, but we bring that we we do the boot camp to raise money for the charities, and at the same time it allows me to help train the industry by proximity at the same time. so it's like you know there's a duality of why we do what we do for sure. For sure,
0: uh, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna t- touch upon something now. I'm, I did you met my wife, right? You met Cindy?
1: No, not yet.
0: You haven't met Cindy yet? Okay, I don't know because James has been to the PLG offices uh, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of times, and I don't know if you'd met Cindy yet. So I married a Buddhist, right? I married a Buddhist. Uh, she's a, she was a uh, Vietnamese uh, refugee from the war in the '70s. Anyway, she was raised buddhist and it rubbed off on me (laughs) i was raised protestant in the uk right which is fear everything (laughs) Um, um, and she was like she she taught me that uh uh, that essentially doing the right thing is always the the right thing and when we live our lives doing the right thing and i don't want to sound sycophantic here but when we, do, when we live our lives kind of sharing bread and sharing knowledge and, and giving stuff away without expectation, and all of those fears that I was raised with, which is, hold on to what's yours, you know, don't share, don't you know, you, what's yours is yours." When I let go of all of that stuff, and I just started living my life doing the right thing, or try, trying to do the right thing. That is when the magic happens. And if you can mentor three dozen young men, run 12 businesses, have a family, be omnipresent. I mean, I haven't even talked about Clubhouse yet. I mean, every time I go on Clubhouse, you're there. Um, You give so much away. And and to me, it is apparent that you give it, you truly do give it away without expectation. Like when I first called James, I can't remember who introduced me, Jane introduced me to you. Yeah, Jane. She said, you got to meet the Zillow killer. And I'm like, <laughs> I researched, I'm like, wow, I love this guy. I called him within 10 seconds, he lives in New York. Within 10 seconds, he said, we'll be on a plane. When do you need us there? Didn't ask me to pay for the flights, nothing. Just said, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be of service to your guys. Let's see what happens. So, how do you, as an entrepreneur, get to that level of belief? It's. It, I think it surpasses belief in oneself. It's belief mm-hmm. in in the universe. How 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 did, how do you get there?
1: Well, the very first thing I understand is uh, good givers are good getter,s right? And, and I know that's simple to say, but when people understand, when you really start to embody you are as a person and you start to live in this entrepreneurial space, um, you start to understand that the law of reciprocity will always do its job. It doesn't matter, right? Whether we want it or not. And we, and, and and again, that's not even something deep. It's just, just what it is. There's just certain laws that abide, that we abide by, whether we want to recognize it or not. And some people are like, well, that's all woo woo. And that's this Well, jump off the roof. And I promise you the law of gravity will remind you it exists right? We don't have to see it to know that these, these laws exist. Uh, but what I understood, and I, and I began to, to really process and understand that, you know, everything requires a giving component, even commitment, right? It doesn't have to be money, time, and let's just use commitment for the sake of argument, right? A lot of times when we invest in things, and when we have that growth mindset When we invest in things, not in expense, but we are investing in who we are, our future, books, people. When we invest in things, that always comes back. But what people don't understand is when you give to whatever, give commitment, whatever you give to, what you've given to will always give back to you according to its nature. Doesn't matter what it is. So if you give commitment and you commit to your dreams, your ideas, your dreams will give back to you according to its nature, and a lot of people don't understand that they can't. That can't process the, the the idea of well, I'm giving it away. No, no, no. You're always sewing into who you are, and that's future proof. That's that's kind of future pasting and future proofing who you are when you're willing to give with no expectation. And you right. and again, it, it, it's you know, it's it's not about. And everybody doesn't have that type of heart, right? So I don't try and get people to understand. I do everything I do and I show people purely by osmosis. So when people see where I am and what I'm doing and they start to notice, dude, you're always giving and because good givers are good getters. I'm not expecting anything, but I know that's part of the path, the way I'm trying to go for my life. So when you get to that point, you understand that everything that you give to, doesn't matter what it is, you commit to, to striving for that dream, that goal that better that better uh, version of yourself, it will always give back to you according to its nature. And a lot of people don't get that, but it it all always fall back to what we talked in the beginning, Pete. It always fall back to clarity. It is fascinating mm-hmm. for the people mm-hmm. that don't know who they are.
0: It, 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 it is. Now, you said, another, uh, uh, there's a million key phrases here, but you had said another one. When we give without expectation. Now, I don't want to get all biblical on, on, on the audience <laughs> here, but... Um, there, I, you know, I, many people know I've been sober for a long time. I'll be 20 years sober this year because I was in the music business and it was awesome. And then it wasn't. And then I, I got sober. So it's sober 20 years. So I've mentored a lot of guys over the years as well. And I devote a lot of my time to, to helping people with addiction. Um, and there is, uh, uh, I, I, when I'm mentoring my guys, I talk about the three doors, I said, whenever you make a decision, there are three doors. There is selfish, there is selfless, and there is self-seeking, right? Selfish is real easy to spot. Me, 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 me. It's all about me. Me, 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 right? We can all spot selfishness and we can kind of stamp it out pretty easily. Selfless is where we give without expectation, right? Where we're there, truly there to be an advocate for that, for that situation or for that person. Self-seeking is really subtle. Mm-hmm. This is self-seeking. I'm going to hang out with James mm-hmm. because then he's going to like me. And, you know, maybe I'm going to get something from it for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So we've got to be careful if we are adopting this lifestyle of, you know, knowledge for me is never owned. It's borrowed, which it's mm-hmm. our duty to pass it on. If we're adopting that lifestyle, there is nothing more beautiful and freeing than literally putting something on the table and walking away Mm -hmm. and just trusting the universe. It's, it's beautiful. That's when it gives, unfortunately, my experience, if we go into something through door number two, self-seeking, even though it looks like you're being cool, Mm -hmm. it never works. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, all right. I want to talk about clubhouse for a minute, James.
1: Yes, sir. (laughs) How the hell do you have the time? Now, here's the funny part. This is what's going to trip you out. (laughs) I honestly only invest per week. This is per week. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And I give an hour, and maybe I'll do a cheat 30, 40 minutes in between rooms. That's the time I put in Clubhouse. I'm not in Clubhouse every day. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday are the days that I've dedicated at 5 p.m. Eastern. Those are the days I go in. And then if in the morning, let's say if there's some some downtime, I may pop in a room just to listen, but I'm never in that room more than 10, 15 minutes. So like if you had a room, I would definitely come and support. But I have no notifications on my phone. Um, all that's turned off. So I'm very t- you know, I'm very intentional about how I move and how I operate. Um, but what makes Clubhouse so unique is um there's no filters there's there's no uh there's no fan club to hide behind there's no uh you know oh he has a bunch of likes, so I have a bunch of people follow me. everything about clubhouse is ephemeral like it's what you mm-hmm. have to say then and then it's gone but what what makes it so unique and I don't think people understand is um out of the mouth speak of the heart a lot of people that look like a whole lot don't have a lot to say. But then there are people Amen. like us that actually have something to say and people, you can hear that. Like I said, you know, we can go into you know, whatever a person's belief system is, but energy is energy, right? It can't be created nor destroyed. And if you're giving out energy that's of value or that people can resonate with, goes back to the internet, that resonate with, that's when the growth happens. So I'm not in clubhouses as much as people think I am. <laughs> it's, it's monday maybe monday wednesday and friday are the days i dedicate at 5 p.m. eastern and then sometimes i pop in in the morning and there's a there's a virtual lounge that i go and hang out for maybe a good 20 30 minutes um but i'm always protecting my ear gates. if it's not something of substance i'm gone i'm not yeah. trying to be oh, in the oh. fan club
0: this is this is james being humble again because when i thought <laughs> to james I said, you're in Clubhouse a lot. This is when Clubhouse was new. Mm -hmm. First words out of his mouth were, were, all of what you just said was beautiful. But this is James. James said to me, Pete, I got to be there to support my homies. I got to be there. If they're there, I'm going to be supporting. Mm -hmm. It was just, that is the essence of who you are. And in a beautiful dovetail, if you want to come on to my show tonight at four o'clock Pacific,
1: I'll pop in. you are welcome. <laughs> I'll pop in. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't like again. There. People always think like, "Do you always on that?" No, I, I honestly go in and if I see, like, if I sent you was in the room with no hesitation, I am go in the room, right? But if I go and look, and I, and again, like I said, clubhouses, there are certain things that you again, when people say they don't have time, it's just not priority for me priority for you. I understand that these these channels, I don't view them as just social media. I view them as communication and distribution. And if I'm really trying to get my message out, I have to be out there. I refuse to get get caught up into the the place of obscurity. So, you know, with Clubhouse, like I said, everything I do is intentional. If I pop in and I look and, oh, Pete, let me go on Peter room. But if it's nothing, I don't even waste the energy. I'm not interested in, oh, this is a conversation about zero interest at all. If it's somebody I don't right. recognize, I have no interest at all. So I want to,
0: I could go on all day with you, James, but uh, what I want to do is I want to encourage the audience here, right? Cause you know, this is a podcast. I'm not trying to sell anything or, or I just like to have real interesting folks on. James is a powerhouse. What I would really strongly suggest is I'm sure most of you know about Zillow killer you need to get in James's world there are very few there are very few people in any industry that have this spiritual entrepreneurialism that James does right we this we're not a, a, an industry well we are an industry of stepping on heads and slitting throats and i've made a point of surrounding myself with people that will never do that in fact quite the contrary James is someone who I trust implicitly. I admire. You need to, if you don't know who he is and what he's about, just Google him. Just go on zillakiller.com and get in his world. Discover what he's about. If you're interested in social media marketing, you don't know where to start. Just, just, There are so many bad directions to go in. I'm not trying to sell (laughs) these products for him. But I trust him, which is why he's on the podcast. He's a good dude, right? And at the, at the very least, you will have an amazing conversation with this gentleman or one of his team. So, how do people find you, James? If they if they don't know how to, um,
1: if you look up Zillow Killer one word, you can find me everywhere. Like I said, and even the only thing we ever offer is a boot camp, but all that's donated to children's charity. But we don't, I don't sell anything. Um, my thing is I'm at a place where I'm trying to be of service. And like I said, I understand just the laws that abide by. I'm not trying to get people to, to understand my heart. I do what I do. But people are like, well, what's the, there's no catch. And if you feel as though there has to be a catch. There is
0: you know, no catch. <laughs> I've worked with James. There is no catch.
1: Yeah. So that's just it, man.
0: God damn. God, you're such a good dude. And then I even talked about working out. I mean,
1: <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Again, I, I just move with intention, man. And I think that's what I want those that come around me to understand is is to start uh, really moving at the speed of implementation, but move with intention. Like I said, unfortunately, you know, it, it we we shouldn't have to lose a leg to realize we have two good legs, and it just drives me crazy that the opportunity. That we have every day from this industry but we don't take responsibility daily to build a business we get caught, caught up into the cash flow we get caught up into the the narcissistic behavior and the the Napoleon complex everything that that's not going to be beneficial for you it'll be beneficial for another agent but you're not selling houses to other agents right um and again you know i understand the power of proximity so i try to i'm not interested in motivating and inspiring i'm interested in impact if I can impact you, you will take action, and that's my whole spew of what, why I do. So it requires me to be top of my game. I'm not always 100 percent and how I feel, but I promise you I will never say any shit that I haven't given experience to. It's not just talking to be talking, right? So I always fill myself up. I mean, you know, I read a book a month, I mean a, a book a week, and that's because I'm dyslexic, interesting enough, right? I have to read just so I can prime my mind to see words, but it also gives me the ability to put in information. So I can only give for my abundance. And these are things, or these are these are skill sets and tools that I think everybody should be applying. Because right now, you know, if we can affect one person, we can make just, you know, I know it may sound, ooh, we can make the world better. But unfortunately, we have such a selfish approach to how we do, we have such a narrow mindset of where it is, and they think it's only for a chosen few. And it's not, it's not. It just requires you to put in the work. And when you get to the point where you've chosen, this is who you're going to become, You body, how you feel, and you focus on what you know. Simple as that.
0: God damn. I feel like I just had a spiritual inspirational moments right then
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right James well listen you gotta promise me that you'll come back Peter you know that you you call me I, I you you there's no at no point I'll say no to you you Mikel no I at no point I'll say no to you when I say you 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 are forever my big brother I told you I look at you as a, as a mentor as well um but you'll never get a no from me my man
0: you are the best all right well james listen thank you so much for being on the show we've just scratched the surface so we'll have you back in a few months and we will continue (laughs) digging into the problems of the universe and solving them so until then james love you mate
1: always a pleasure always you are the best
0: That's about it for the podcast this week. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll be back again next week with another topic and another great podcast. So don't forget to hit that button and subscribe. Until next time, take care and I will see you later.